This episode of the Paywall Podcast is brought to you by Zine 101, the makers of Leaky Paywall. Leaky Paywall is the most flexible WordPress subscription platform. Find out more at zine101.com where you can download Leaky Paywall for free. On the Paywall Podcast, we discuss paywalls and paywall strategies for news and magazine publishers. Let's get started. So is your newsletter your number two source of subscription revenue? Today, we are going to, uh, in our 18th uh, podcast episode, talk about the importance of your email newsletter. It is the number two step in the subscription accelerator framework. Uh, Number one being the free registration form that hopefully you have uh, installed on your site and are uh, merrily building uh, emails, uh, your email list with. Now, once you have your email list growing, you want to send your newsletter uh, to this list. Now, um, I talked to a couple of publishers very recently. Uh, one of them said, oh no, I don't have time for uh, uh, an email newsletter, which really kind of surprised me. And the second one, a uh, different publisher told me, um, I don't really want to pay for an email newsletter. So um, I know most of you guys are sending email newsletters, um, but I want to, we, we want to, Jeremy and I uh, want to dig into exactly why it's so important, uh, what, what are the opportunities, and um, what should it look like, uh, and then actually how to send it out. So those are the three main areas uh, we're going to talk about. So, hey, welcome, Jeremy. Um, Trying something a little bit new. We got the video going. Uh, this is going to be our podcast, but we're going to do a video format. I think it's probably got a special name for it, but we're just we're just calling it a video podcast uh, for the moment. Um, so we'll, we'll uh, the focus is to listen in on this. We have a couple things uh, to show you if you're if you're uh, viewing this via video, and uh, so let's let's just jump in. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about um, are the opportunities uh, of your email newsletter. And if you look around the web, you'll see very clear indication the data saying that if for every email address that you put on your newsletter and then send your newsletter to, um, you'll have a 10x uh, chance of getting that person to subscribe. Now, it doesn't happen on the first try. Um, it's, a, it's kind of a farming approach where the emails get sent over time. Um, and the subscription messages get presented uh, uh, on your website via your paywall over time. And it's usually no, no, no. But then at some point, if that person is constantly receiving those those, uh, subscription messages, that means they're interested in your content. They've seen it enough times that you've finally broken them down uh, that they pay uh, for a full access. And that's your newsletter doing the jobs. Your newsletter is your superpower. Uh, direct marketing tool. It is email is today the number one direct marketing tool in the digital world by far. It's more powerful than social media. Um, it's more powerful really than anything out there. Push notifications off of apps are, are powerful too. That's a whole separate discussion. But for most of us, we all have email and it absolutely uh, works. Okay, so subscription revenue, 10x. That's a big opportunity. What else happens when you grow your email list? Well, you have sponsorship opportunities. You can get an advertiser uh, for uh, your email list. And the bigger your list grows, 
Um, the more subscribers you gain because your email newsletter is doing its job, the more you can charge for that, for that sponsorship or multiple uh, sponsorships. Um, when I say that, um, that email should be your number two source of subscription revenue, we say that because of the data we're looking at with our own publisher base. Uh, it's, if it's not number two, if you're looking at your subscribers and trying to figure out where they're coming in from, and you know number two, it's going to be a little different from every publisher. But if it's not right up there near the top, then some, then then it's time to look at your what you're doing with your email newsletter. Okay, the other opportunity is when you put up a paywall, and this is a question we get from publishers all the time: is you know will my traffic drop? Now. <clears throat> With a metered paywall, such as our leaky paywall, um, as long as you're metering one article per, let's say, per month to the public, uh, one or more, Google will index all your content and rank all your content. And any one article can be shared in social media to a thousand different browsers. Um, it's only when the individual starts to comb through your content where the meter counts and then pops a subscription message and says, hey, you, you have to pay to get, get access. Um, so what's happening with your with with uh, your newsletter is even with a paywall in place it's sending people back daily if you have a daily newsletter or week weekly newsletter over and over again and that's that's driving traffic so when we look at the numbers um, some publishers have really dramatic results they in a year if they're if they're really not doing a good job with Previously, with getting their content online and emailing with a newsletter, their traffic could double easily with a paywall. Uh, most publishers, and I'll say the publishers on the other side, actually, that are doing a good job in social, doing a good job um, uh, with uh, email, they tend to see a growth rate in the 20% per month range. It, it's, 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 you know, pretty significant uh, uh, traffic growth when you really dial in your newsletter. Okay, so um, there are a couple other opportunities I want to mention too. You get your email newsletter rolling to your audience. I mean, you want to get your your all your articles in front of you know free registrants, in front of your paid subscribers. Um, but you you might want to take a look at your newsletter as far as a product. You know, this is this is uh, something that uh, Substack is doing really well right now, and you can absolutely uh, do it too. Um, and uh, a premium newsletter can be different things. One could be uh, time-based. So uh, we have, um, so I, we work with iPolitics in Canada, uh, political news publisher. And if you if you subscribe for a premium um, uh, subscription, uh, you get the newsletter early. I think I don't know what time they actually it actually goes out. Maybe at 6 a.m. Um, so you get the news early. Versus if you're a, a free newsletter subscriber. Um, you get it later in the day. And that's that's a pretty big benefit. I mean, time is is very important to us, especially when it comes to news. Um, we, you know, maybe we need to get out the door and we want to get our, our news right away. Um, the other thing that works hand in hand with that is um, full text email. So when we were working with them, one of the comments uh, that they made is uh, that was very important to them is as people are getting ready in the morning, uh, they want to get an email that has all their content, all, all the article content in it. And they reserve that only for paid subscribers. And Jeremy, you were, you were in on that uh, project. I think if I remember mm -hmm. correctly, that's that was the approach. 
Um, yeah. Yep. So different levels, you were, uh, you know, whether how much it was or if it was free, you got access to different types of uh, email newsletters, things you could sign up for. So. That's right. Yeah, they had a bank of them too. I think they they think they run mm -hmm. maybe seven or eight different different opt-in newsletters. They they take their newsletter strategy pretty seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that I'm actually going to uh, uh, move the screen here and uh, check uh, on something is um, archives. And so now one of the things that I wanted to do is sort of split out news. Um, and this is kind of a simplistic approach, but just take it, take it as you wish. Um, you have, if you publish news, uh, local news, let's say, um, your newsletter is probably going to be shaped a little differently than if you're a magazine, uh, uh, that's publishing a newsletter. So for the, the magazine crowd, um, or the longer form, uh, uh, content crowd, um, you have an opportunity to pull, uh, you probably have more evergreen content and you can pull this evergreen content from your archives and as a whole new uh, separate newsletter. And so if you're looking um, here, you can see Small Boats Magazine, which uh, is doing a great job with their newsletters. Supermodel. If, if you're if you're a magazine publisher, I would take a close look at what they're doing and um, and uh, put put some of their strategies to work. So this is an in between their monthly issue uh news and what what they did here is very simple they have a beautiful photo and they only they only have two articles here from the art archives that they're pulling up but the articles are related so in other words their their topic is georgian bay and they have two articles um that uh talk about georgian bay and that's it it's you don't need 10 articles to go out in a newsletter. In fact, less is more in many cases. So this gives them the room for nice pictures, more excerpt uh, text. And of course, this is the whole point. You have a title and an excerpt and then the button to continue reading or the link to continue reading. And you send people back to your site to use up, um, use up the meter or use up the free allotment of articles you're giving them to trigger the subscription message. Mm -hmm. So here's the two articles. <clears throat> and then um, at the bottom are a couple of things. One is the area which promotes subscriptions. So more details in terms of what you get with the subscription and the big button. And by the way, <clears throat> long uh, text buttons like this, this is sort of a button. It's almost like a banner, but um, these, these uh, buttons perform, <clears throat> they outperform links. So, <clears throat> If you have, just a side note, if you have just links in your newsletter, consider changing your links to buttons where appropriate. And then at the bottom, um, they have their um, uh, their sponsors. And because it's multiple sponsors and they're keeping their design consistent, what I like is that they grayscaled out all their sponsor logos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is great for, you know, like you said, magazine style publishers that only, you know, publish, let's say, even once a month um, or even less frequently. This is a great way to get those in-between newsletters out uh, because definitely sending out the newsletter when you're not a news site is a great way to get a good spike in traffic as well. So number one, you're highlighting the archive, but also two, you're reminding people that you exist um, because people are busy, they have a lot of things um, going on in their lives. And so it's not like they're coming to your site every single day if you're just a magazine 
that doesn't publish very often, but this allows you to, you know, or again, remain top of mind um, more frequently. And they were, oh yeah, that's um, that's that uh, site that I subscribe to. And oh, here's some cool content I didn't know about. Uh, so it's just a great way. You don't have to, um, you know, create new content. You can just repurpose existing content um, and, and keep your subscribers happy by providing value. Yeah, that's a great point. I think two, two points there, frequency and uh, bringing up that content that subscribers or any reader might have missed. Um, you know, with uh, T-Journey, we kind of have the same issue there where there's hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, archive old, old uh, long form uh, articles. And these are articles that are thousands of words long. And they're, you know, for a new subscriber, they don't even know it exists uh, until you directly send them the newsletter and says, hey, here's an arc, you know, check out the from the archive. Um, and yeah, I mean, frequency too, to your point, ideally, even as a magazine publisher, if, if you could send it, if you could send a newsletter every day, which is unrealistic generally, um, that would be great. But if you're sending a newsletter once a month, um, here's an opportunity to, to bump up that frequency. Um, I believe small boats does this twice a month, uh, where they pull, um, a couple of articles that are related together and, um, and come back from the archive. And, you know, it's funny, I, I'll read a newsletter today and I'll, I'll miss things. So if they sent me the same, somebody sent me the same newsletter tomorrow, I'm sure I'd see something in there that I thought was new. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so yep. <laughs> yep. And another good uh, thing you can use this if you're a magazine publisher is to highlight your authors or contributors. So even doing like a, a small little intro and then maybe list, you know, kind of their three top articles from your archives. Mm. Um, specific to that author, author or contributor uh, is a great way to bring, uh, you know, categorize some content as well in your newsletter. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Yeah, someone who's maybe has a popular article and you want to you want to showcase that article plus maybe a couple of others that they've written, especially if they have mm -hmm. a topical expertise of some kind. Um, right. That's a great idea. Um, so while we're on on small boats here, I, I think it's appropriate to show what their monthly newsletter looks like because it's it's really excellent. So again, magazine publisher, um, you're going to, and we'll get to news publishers. Uh, you, 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 let's say you publish an, an issue a month. Um, this issue, and, and I, I get a lot of them, I get a lot of uh, magazine uh, emails in my inbox. This is my favorite. And uh, you know, when you when you open it, you, your heart rate drops when you open it. Of course, now they're in, you know, it's nature and boating and wooden boats and and it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. But it's it's simple. And, you know, they have the cover um, and note, you know, right below the cover is is the join request um, right away. Uh, and then the intro from the editor. Right. A join today button buttons work. And then here comes the content. So We have a couple of featured articles uh, with with nice imagery, buttons, um, and then we have the articles uh, that, that, that come with the issue. And, um, and again, at the bottom, subscribe to the issue, and then here come the sponsors again. Very, very, I think, elegant layout for a monthly issue-based publisher. You know, some people say, well, 
you know, you have this big image. Uh, it's a, it's, you know, the image is above the fold. You don't really, you don't see what's below the fold, but that's not really the point here. The, the point is, is that this is the in introduction of the issue. So anyone who is familiar with the way issues work, they know that there is additional content to be found. So scrolling is, is a natural and we are, we are very trained to scroll and thumb our ways down on mobile for sure. Okay. Yep. And, and another thing to point out too, is most people um, are used to getting their email on their phones. And so this is going to be, you know, something that's on their phone. And so again, you know, you're very used to scrolling and going down through an email. So. Yeah, it works. Absolutely. Um, okay. So back to opportunities, we were talking about uh, newsletter opportunities and let's switch a little bit over to uh, uh, if you're a news publisher and the, the, one of the things that's uh, becoming clear is breaking news is a valuable tool for you. If you, um, if you are a local news publisher, a regional publisher, and you cover breaking news, that could be the reason why someone would, would pay that, that could be absolutely be the tipping point. Uh, for that. And you can handle that a couple of different ways. As far as the newsletter goes, um, you could send breaking news only to paid subscribers. It's easy to do. Basically, you create a category, uh, let's say in WordPress, and you, um, uh, you, you fire the breaking news category uh, only uh, to subscribers that have, you know, access to those, those articles. Um, and you can, yeah, you can lock those articles down um, uh, categorically, or you can meter them, um, sort of lightly restricting them. Uh, so lots of ways to handle that, but something to, to consider, you know, if, 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 if I live in an area, I want breaking news and you're going to make me pay for it. Yeah. You know, I think I'll probably get to the payment uh, point faster. <laughs> <laughs> than uh, than anything else. Uh, so consider breaking news um, another uh, opportunity for converting paid subscriptions. Okay, so the second point of this uh, podcast slash uh, video cast um, is you know what should your newsletter look like? And we we just looked at uh, a magazine, uh, but let me back up a little bit and say that. The bottom line is you're sending the titles of your articles and the excerpt and an excerpt of your articles uh, to your readership. And the idea, of course, is you want readers to click on the link um, in in your newsletter and go back to your website and use up any free articles they have remaining, because that then triggers the prompt to subscribe, and you want that prompt to subscribe to happen over and over and over again. Um, <clears throat> another question. Um, that uh, we get is should we use should I use images in the newsletter? Um, and there's there's some debate over whether to use images or not. Um, you know, again, simplistically, if you are a magazine publisher uh, like Small Boats Magazine, yeah, absolutely, it's part of your brand. Beautiful images. If you're a news publisher, um, I would argue probably not. Um, my favorite newsletters are ones that come in and I can scan very quickly and um, I don't get interrupted. Like Quartz does a good job uh, with that. Um, uh, I think uh, New York Times, maybe. I, Jeremy, you're a, I know you get their their email uh, newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so some, some articles are just the headlines with a little blurb and then they do sprinkle some images in there uh, for some of their longer form content. 
Yeah. And, and you know, images are, aren't a bad idea. You just don't want them to get in the way of the um, of the news. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, that if you're if you're strapped for for time uh, uh, and, and effort, just skip skip the images. Um, I'll show you uh, a news publisher that I uh, get. It's a local news publisher. It's called Daybreak. This is my Gmail account. <clears throat> and every day, somewhere around 6.30 a.m., um, this comes in. And, you know, you have the one friendly uh, image up top. This is daybreak.news. Um, and uh, um, they don't have anything yet at that URL, but I, uh, Rob promised me that he'd put up a, at least a redirect so you could subscribe and take a look at the newsletter. Um, <clears throat> and uh, essentially, there's no imagery. It's just titles and, and copy, and that's it. And I, and I love this. And of course, this is about our local community. Um, it's a wonderful uh, way to produce a newsletter. He covers, and, and this is something I think every local news publisher really has to do. You produce your own news, but there's a lot of news happening around you that's, that's happening on social and listservs and forums, Facebook groups, college, uh, college uh, blogs. Uh, there's a lot out there. And what, what Daybreak is doing is they're taking the what Rob thinks is the most important news and assembling it into one daily uh, kind of summary of what's going on in the area. And uh, Daybreak is blown up. I mean, it's, it's you know, um, a startup just, just over a year old. Um, they surpassed uh, 10,000 subscribers and going. Um, may have more subscribers now than, the lo than our local regional news uh, publisher, but um, I'd say think think a little bit outside the box. It could be its own product, back to creating products. Um, but back to the point I was trying to make, this very, very simple approach of titles and excerpts absolutely does the job. Um, I, don't, I don't want any more personally. I don't need images in here. Um, and uh, the thing we'll talk about later too is you can automate this, which is totally cool. Okay. Where was I? Um, oh yeah, news subject line. So Jeremy, you and I were talking, uh, and Tyler was talking too. Tyler's going to come here, but he got his uh, booster shot, so he's feeling a little, <laughs> little, oh, yeah, a little out of it now. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, and you were you were talking about, I think maybe it was the New York Times and and how they handle their subject lines. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, the subject line is really important, um, especially if it's an email that goes out every day, um, because you want to entice people to click on it. Um, and so subject lines are, are very, very important. So a good way to do that is to, um, you know, just do kind of some highlights of what's in the newsletter um, so that you can draw people into it. Um, you don't really want to try to be cute. Uh, but you also don't want to have the same exact subject line every single time. Um, and so I think, you know, putting maybe a couple words at the beginning so people know what it is, and then some couple of keywords um, or key topics that are covered in that particular uh, email is a good way to to at least kind of get started with the subject line. Yeah, subject lines are really important. Um, you know, it's like the, the headline is is the key. It's the grabber. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, if, if I were to write a uh, morning, uh, like a like a morning brief for our little town of Grantham, New Hampshire, I'd probably title it, you know, morning brief as sort of the thing that repeats so people know what it is when it comes in. 
And then like today I would have, you know, Grantham elections, soccer finals and bridge closing or something like that. Um, just, mm -hmm. so you, just like you said, you know, you know what's coming in that newsletter. It's the teaser to keep reading. Um, and you're right. I see a lot of newsletters that come in with the same headline uh, all the time. And certainly we were guilty of doing that too. We're changing that now. Um, so think about something that brands you um, right away and that you can, you can repeat. And it's probably, maybe it's just the name of your publication. Maybe it's like a morning brief or uh, something that, that uh, becomes part of your brand. And then a little bit about what's in that newsletter to create the curiosity to actually get in there and start reading. Um, I have another note here. I don't understand what it's all about, so I'll skip to UTM codes. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about UTM codes. Um, I know, Jeremy, you know more about it than I do, but I'll take a, take a quick pass at it. Yeah. Um, essentially what it is, uh, UTM code is a, is a link to an article that has tracking information in it. And so essentially the way it works is if somebody clicks a link to your article um, to go to your website, uh, Google Analytics tracks, hey, this click came from this newsletter, this email newsletter. And so you can go to your Google Analytics, you can go to our insights and we track this in a neat way um, and see exactly um, how your newsletter is performing, how your articles are performing. And that's something that um, is really important uh, to do. How do I, I do it? I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can automate that if you use something like MailChimp. Um, and you can also, um, in the show notes, I'll put a link to a UTM generator that shows you how to add it to mm. a link if you're using a different service that doesn't have the auto tracking enabled. Um, but yeah, it's a great way just to know what links click uh, people are clicking on um, for example like you know having the subscribe button if we go back to that um, archive yeah, email yes um, small boats like knowing which one of these buttons is performing the best as far as the join goes right so the one in the footer down there can have a different utm code than the one up at the top and so that way you um start uh maybe it was the other one that had multiple yeah, ones but this one is if you have multiple join then you can see which ones are performing the best like here for example you can you would be able to track and see are people clicking the button or are they clicking the join today up in the actual text right um, and know what's actually performing the best for you so yep exactly yep and another good thing you can do on these uh, as well is to uh put the utm codes on the images um, as far as making the images clickable to the article. Right. So that way you can know if people are actually clicking on the image to get to the article or are they clicking on the text link below it? Um, and so just getting more data around that and what's what people are actually clicking on can be helpful to in building out and refining your newsletter over time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially with join, join or subscribe buttons, those are repeatable elements. You'll want to make sure that they're working as intended. Yeah. Some will, and you'll have positioning too, right? You, you might have a, a button that, that sits at the top and nobody clicks it, and then but it's the button at the bottom that's actually doing the job. Mm -hmm. Find out things like that. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, so again, back to what should your newsletter look like? Um, 
you have your title and excerpts, you may or may not have imagery. Uh, you're paying attention to your subject lines, getting your brand in there and, and teasing the content. Uh, you're tracking with UTM uh, codes. You have um, your call to subscribe at least twice in your email newsletter, as we just looked at. Um, and then what, one other thing you want to do is make sure you have a subscribe link uh, somewhere near the bottom. Uh, so oftentimes, you know, news, uh, email newsletters are viral. So I might get one and I'll send it to a friend say, oh, you got to read this article, you know, and, and I'll send it to a friend. Well, that friend might not be a subscriber at all. And uh, but if you provide a link, uh, usually uh, somewhere near the bottom, then uh, that subscriber that your friend can just click the link to say, hey, uh, maybe I do want to subscribe to this. Um, so I don't know if this is here or not, but should be. Um, OK. So that's what your newsletter should look like. And then uh, let's talk about how to send your newsletter. Um, we, we sort of tapped on it a little bit. Um, really, there are two ways. One is you build you build your newsletter. You create a newsletter every day or every week, and you push it out yourself. Um, something like Constant Contact. You can do it in MailChimp. You can do it in Campaign Monitor. You can do it really in, in any uh, email uh, provider. And, or the second way is to automate it through um, something called RSS to email. So MailChimp does this really well. And the way that works, if you're strapped for time um, and you just you just want to set it and forget it and, and have something go out, then RSS to email is, is your ticket. Generally speaking, I would say if you're a magazine, you're and you're you know you're gonna be concerned about your brand and imagery, you're probably gonna push those newsletters out manually so that each one looks good and and has what it, it needs to be if you're a news publisher it's i think that's your best use case for rss to email because now you can you can you can set a, a format that's really simple titles and excerpts and just and get it out and and so how does what is rss to email actually so the the way it automates is like with mailchimp MailChimp actually scans your website every day and looks for new uh, articles on the site. And if it sees new, new articles through RSS, it actually pulls the, 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 the text, it pulls the images into a template that you create in MailChimp and that you schedule to send. You might say, if you're daily, you might say, okay, send this at 6 a.m. Or, or 7 a.m. every day or, or once a week or whatever your schedule is. And then before that, newsletter gets sent, MailChimp actually scans scans your, your site for, for the content and will sort of suck it in magically. And then on your on that scheduled time and day, it will boom, it just goes out. Um, it's 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 an, it's really it's amazing. Um, for for the right application, it just saves you a ton, a ton of work. Um, and uh, you can, you know, you can update the template. There's nothing that says you can't update the template. So like if your sponsor on your email newsletter changes, you just hop into MailChimp and, you know, swap out the, the sponsor uh, logo or image or whatever it is before the cam the campaign uh, gets sent. So you can always, you know, tweak your, your, your automated uh, newsletter uh, as well. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So I think that pretty much covers the newsletter. Um, 
it it you know just to recap a little bit this is your number two uh uh at least very high source of subscription revenue if you're not if you haven't looked at your newsletter in a while it's time to definitely take a look and see what you can do to improve it um, make sure it get, goes out regularly um, send it out to your entire list you, you have you have free registrations you have paid subscribers you know, at the very least make sure make sure everyone gets it you might be sending newsletters categorically um, you know like um, like breaking news like uh, sports or business um, whether someone's free or paid and they're if they opt into business send all your business to everybody free or paid because the free that'll motivate the free uh, and of course the paid get what they want um, add a sponsor to your newsletter. If you don't, if you're just starting out and you don't have a sponsor, make one up. <laughs> Pick a friend that has a business. Put uh, create a sponsorship area so you can show it to other potential sponsors, and then uh, pick a price uh, and go uh, uh, down the road. Um, if you're super uh, time strapped and you're a news publisher, I'd say you're a great candidate for RSS to email, full email automation. Uh, Mailchimp's great and um, if you have, um, and I forgot to mention this uh, early on, if you have a question for us about newsletters or subscriptions or really anything having to do with digital subscriptions, um, we're, we'd love to hear your questions. Uh, you know, send, send, uh, uh, send your question off to info at zine101.com uh, and uh, we'll answer it because that's what we like to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I did want to touch a little bit on some of the possibilities with Leaky Paywall specifically mm. with your email newsletter. Um, and so uh, it, with our MailChimp integration, just a couple things you can do is you can set specific tags per level. And so when someone signs up for a level, you can tag them with a specific thing. Um, and then you can use that tag to segment them out for these newsletters we've been talking about. And so if you're wondering, okay, well, how do I create a paid new only newsletter? Great way to do that is just to tag them with the level name uh, that they subscribe to. And then in MailChimp, you can uh, create a specific email campaign that's uh, segmented by those tags. And then that's a great way to send out emails to only paid. And you can do the same for free, right? So if you want to send an email only to your free, uh, subscribers just tag them with the word free or something like that uh, within the leaky paywall level when they sign up it'll automatically tag them inside of mailchimp and you can use that to segment them out um, another uh, thing you can do is you can attach them to a different list if you want to change if you want to segment users that way um, and you can also set it for if for some reason if someone signs up for a specific level and you don't want them added to mailchimp uh, you can do that on a level by level basis as well um, and then we have a function inside of leaky paywall where if someone cancels or their payment fails and they're no longer a paying subscriber uh, that we can actually unsubscribe them automatically from your mailchimp list and so that way if you have a paid only newsletter uh, you don't have to worry about having to manually go in there and uh, set people who uh, who are no longer paid uh, you don't have to manually change them inside of mailchimp at all leaky paywall and our MailChimp integration will handle that for you automatically. Yeah, that's amazing, Jeremy. We should do a session on targeting, just in general. We could we could dive in with uh, not only with MailChimp a little deeper, but with on-site targeting as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, good stuff. Um, I think that's it for me. Anything else you want to cover? That's all I got. 
All right. Hey, thanks for listening and uh, maybe watching. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Paywall Podcast. You can find us at paywallpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe in your podcast player of choice, and we'll see you next episode.